thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hi guys, yeah, my name is Adam and maybe we haven't met yet. So let me just take a moment to introduce myself to you. Uh, I'm married to Bridget and we have twin boys, Huck and Doug, who are three and we have a bump on the way who's gonna arrive at the end of March. Uh, I love spending time with my family uh, and especially recently my boys have got into football and that's been really exciting just to hang out with them and watching football. One of the other sides of my job is to be a sports chaplain and I work for the Kidderminster Harriers. I get a really good insight into how tactics work, how the team work and how they speak to each other. And recently I heard the managers speaking to the players saying, hey, don't move out of your position because when you move out of position, you become useless to us as a team. Stay in place and then you stay in play in the attack and in the defence. And you know, it got me thinking about my own Christian life, my Christian walk, and maybe ours as a church. When we fall out of place, do we then fall out of play for Jesus in the kingdom? And actually St. Paul, he writes about this in Galatians. And in Galatians 5, 23, he writes this, he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. You know, these are nine character qualities of someone who follows Jesus. Uh, and there is a progression in the difficulty as you go down the list. We all love to talk about love, joy and peace, don't we? In fact, some of the greatest love songs and movies and stories and even TV shows have been written about these things. It's, uh, they're, they're all things that we think we possess and, and something a little easier to talk about because they make us all feel nice, don't they? But patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and gentleness, these are qualities that represent our relationships and they're a little bit more difficult to talk about. Certainly in this situation where we've been in lockdown and furlough and homeschooling, it's been difficult. I know, for instance, being a parent with two three and a half year olds, uh, kids who ask me the same question over and over, all the why and can I have another snack if I have to hear that? It's been difficult and we've needed patience and gentleness. Or maybe there's somebody in your house who's rubbed you up the wrong way and you felt trapped in these moments and you've needed goodness. Maybe you've known that you've strayed from the thing that you should be doing to something that you shouldn't be doing and you've needed faithfulness. I think for all of us, we've been needing these qualities in our relationships in these times. But the one that God's been speaking to me about, the one that I find most difficult is self-control. It's something that people often remark upon me. They say, I like big portions. They like, I like snacks. <laughs> I like fizzy drinks. The football team remind me that day all the time I'm in there. And it's true, I do lack self-control and God has been challenging me on it. Self-control is something that we kind of hate. It's a quality that God wants us to have and it's a quality he wants to grow in us, but it's something that we struggle with. Now, you may be sat there tonight thinking, hang on a minute, I've got it sorted. I can resist the boost bars, the McDonald's and I run and I'm pretty fit. But I would just want to say this isn't about self-discipline. You see, self-discipline and self-control, they are different things. And we're not here to give you a self-help guide about how to live your life. But I'm here to tell you that as Christians, we are called to live differently. You see, self-discipline is a good thing in itself. And we should use it. We use it to train for a goal, to save for that special thing, to get up early in the morning. And self-discipline is an excellent thing. But self-discipline often involves our routines, our daily times. And most of us have had our daily routines messed up. 
Self-discipline is usually about trying to achieve a goal, but you know, anybody can achieve a goal. In fact, there's all those helps, self-help books, self-help gurus, and now YouTube gives us self-help videos. Earlier, I had to check how to change a light bulb, and guess what? There was a self-help video on how to do that. If we've got enough willpower, we can do anything we want, apparently. But you know, self-control is slightly different, because self-control is fueled by my love for Jesus. John 14, 25 says this, if you love me, then obey my commands. It's a really lovely, short and simple verse that Jesus is speaking to us. I love what the Passion Translation says. It says, loving me actually empowers you to obey my commands. And then it's got this beautiful footnote at the end. It tells us why. And it says, our love for Christ is proven and demonstrated by our obedience to all that he says. In other words, we need to be expressing self-control daily in our lives. Self-control is a fruit of his spirit and it is tied to all the other fruits, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You see, when we exhibit these qualities in our lives, um, then we often do it through the act of self-control. And you're right, if you're thinking, hang on, they're very similar. There is a fine line between self-control and self-discipline. But I once heard it phrased like this, self-discipline without self-control is self-serving and performance-orientated. Self-control really is about serving others um, rather than serving self. Self-control isn't about achieving goals. It's about serving Jesus and about serving those around me. You see, I can have self-control and not actually meet my weight loss uh, plan. I I can have self-control and not meet my financial goal. I can have self-control and not meet my fitness goal. Self-control really isn't about self, but it's about God. It's about how I can allow him to use me, about how we uh, are willing to surrender to his leadership and his way. I did what most preachers do when they write a a talk. I I went on Google and I typed in, what is the key to self-control? And do you know what it came up with? A TED talk by a guy called Dr. Jonathan Bricker. Now he is an expert, a leader in acceptance and commitment therapy. And he spoke on a topic called the willingness to crave. He was talking about how we can deal with our cravings for smoking or food addictions or other addictions in our life. But he said the key to to, to dealing with your cravings is self-control. And the key to self-control is willingness. Willingness to allow ourselves to live with the uncomfortableness. And I think he's right. Because we need to be willing to allow God to have his control in our life and to cultivate this in our lives. And that can be uncomfortable at times. You see, self-discipline, on the other hand, can be frustrating. It can be lonely at times. I've been through it and it feels like I'm clinging on with all my hope, white knuckle riding my way to that goal. And often, you know, I, I end up losing. I end up failing at those goals that I've set before me. I try to be strong enough, quick enough, more consistent enough. I try to work hard enough but you know I find it difficult and I think often that's how we can approach our Christian walk as well you see when we approach our spiritual life with self-discipline and goals rather than being willing to submit to God's way his call upon our life and this is the key to why most of us struggle in our work and our walk with Jesus because we think it's about being disciplined and having self-discipline rather than self-control and being willing to allow him to take control We try all the right things in all the right times, but without God's help, we fail. I want to ask you a question. How many of you started the Bible in one year last year and actually finished it? How many of you have started a new Bible reading plan and have only finished half of it? I would say that's most of us because we do it with self-discipline. 
when we look back upon that verse earlier in Galatians, verse 22 says, the Holy Spirit produces these things in our lives. But the last fruit, the one that I'm talking about, that we're talking about tonight is self-control, self. That means that we have a part to play in that. We have to do something as a result. It's our job to produce this as well as his. You see, I think if it was just his, then it would mean that we get a, a get out of jail free card. Oh, I didn't have enough self-control, so that's why I ate all that food. I didn't have enough self-control. That's why I got angry. God, you didn't give me enough self-control. That's why I lost my temper. You see, it's not true because Peter doesn't let us get away with that. And Peter writes in 2 Peter 1 verses 3, says this, everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. You see, we have already been given the gift it is therefore our job to cultivate it. And when you and I became Christians, we were already given the tools to do this, to cultivate and produce these things. I'm not a gardener, nor would I profess to be one. In fact, I don't really like gardeners well, but I do remember growing up watching Gardeners World with my parents. And Monty Don used to say, if you want to produce beautiful things in your garden, if you want fruit from your trees, you need to learn to prune at the right times and at the right places. And guys, I want to encourage you tonight God wants to produce something beautiful in you yeah. he wants to produce fruit through you you are fruitful people but we have just got to allow God to prune our lives to lead us to the places that he needs to trim off and allow him to grow these fruits in our lives so how do we do that and what is our role well, let's look at Galatians 22 again. It says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And then at the end, it says, against such things, there is no law. And then from verse 24 to 25, it says this, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their, their passions and desires of sinful nature to the, his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You see, when we belong to Jesus, we nail all the things, all the stuff that holds us back, we put it and we put it on his cross because he's taken it from us. So it's our part of our daily role to submit back to Jesus, die to ourselves and live through Jesus instead. But then it goes on and it says that we are called to follow. You see, our job is to follow him and his leading, fully growing in all of these nine areas. In the original text, the Greek word uh, used for self-control control is enkrata. It is the Greek word and it is used here for self-control and it translated, it literally means to stay in place, to stay on course, to remain where you should be. It's a two-part word, en, which means fixed position and kratos, which means power of strength. In other words, the power of strength to stay in place. And when we stay in place, we remain in play for the kingdom. You see, when we stay in place, we can be in play for God's kingdom however he wants. Our role is staying in place, which is with God. You see, when we stray from this position, we often find ourselves out of control. And in our lives, we, we, we move away from where God wants us to be. When we stray somewhere we shouldn't be on the internet, like porn or gambling or gossip, then we can find ourselves losing our self-control because we're out of place. Or if you lose your temper and you let go and allow your emotions to take hold of you, then you are out of place and then out of control. 
Self-control is me allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me and being so close to Jesus that we do not fall out of place so that I never wander to the, the wrong place spiritually or even physically, but remain in place at his side. It is the strength to stay in place and therefore to be in play for him. Guys, I'm, I'm slowly coming into a land now. If we read a little bit on in this passage, it says this beautiful line, there is no law against these things. Why? What does it mean? It means no one is ever going to ask you to stop showing these character qualities. When we do these things, our lives, and more importantly, the lives of those around us, our friends, our families, and our communities become that bit better and that bit easier. When we allow God to do the work and start to live a lifestyle that is marked by self-control, then we find these other things will follow. But if we don't, we start to think we're okay and we're in a good place. But then, you see, if we don't do this, we start to think we're in a good place and we, and we start to coast. And guys, when I start to coast spiritually, that's when things go wrong. You see, I stop to allowing the Holy Spirit the access that he requires and stop giving him the room to do the things he needs. And you know, it's really impossible for me to give him the access because I start to ignore his gentle prodding and his gentle leading in my life. I fall out of place and I then quickly become angry and less joyful and I um, f soon find myself less in control because I am out of place and before I know it I'm so far from where I should be I'm struggling and I'm out of play for the kingdom and you know it's so unnecessary it's so dangerous to our spiritual lives because God wants to produce these healthy and good things in me and when I let him it keeps me in the right place keeps me moving in the right direction. When I do this, I become more like Jesus, more like the person he sees me to be. And my life gets better, my relationships get better, and I become more pleasing to God. Why? Because I'm not out of place, but in place. And therefore, I am in play for the Him and for the kingdom. I want to finish by challenging us, guys. I want to challenge us today. Do we want to coast or do we want to be in place and in play for God? Do we want to allow Him to cultivate these things in our lives? Working with the Spirit to see these things produced, produced in our lives, relationships and our community as a result will be changed. Let's start this year off as we mean to go on, not in self-discipline, but with self-control, changing situations around us as a result of Him changing and growing stuff in us. That will mean that we are in place and in play. You've just heard four opportunities where you could be in place and in play. As we draw this to a close, we're going to sing a song in a moment. And maybe as we sing this song, you're going to respond to God's invite. He wants to produce in you something beautiful. He wants to allow, he wants to allow you to grow something beautiful in you. He's going to prod you and lead you over these next few days and weeks and months. And your role is to allow him to do that to give him control, in, in other words, you growing self-control. This is what he wants to do for you.